Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gabby. And we are two first-year physical therapy students sharing our grad school experiences to help PT students around the world. Embark on this journey with us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Are you struggling financially in PT school? Are you a PT student struggling to find scholarships? Not enough scholarships offered at your school. We have started the Gratitude Scholarship for PT students, no matter what year, no matter what school you guys can apply. We are raising $5,000. You can check out our GoFundMe link in the description and you can donate, apply, whatever, check it out. We are so excited to be giving this away in the summer of 2019 for our very first time. If you're enrolled in the summer of 2019, interested in applying for the scholarship, you can submit a video no longer than two minutes answering these two questions. What is your vision of physical therapy in the future? And what are you doing outside of the classroom as a PT student? If you answer these two questions and email us the video and submit it before May 1st, then you will be eligible for the scholarship. So check it out, guys. Definitely worth applying. It doesn't take long. We look forward to hearing all your submissions. Thank you. Welcome back to another episode of Gratitude. So for today's episode, we have a very special guest, our great friend, Jenna. And she is a recently new grad PT. And I'll let her tell some of her story, but thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. L'chaim, everybody. We just uh, finished the Christmas ka, which is so <laughs> nice. It's so nice. I am excited. Wait, you want me to say what I'm doing right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I can talk about myself all day. Who can't? It's so fun. Um, so I am both a performer and a physical therapist, hence my reason for loving being the center of attention, if it is not clear already by the way I'm just killing time just to be the center of attention as I'm speaking. So I... I started school not because I wanted to. It was actually a nightmare come true be, uh, going to physical therapy school. I did not want to do anything outside of performing. It was absolutely not what I wanted to do. So I was a professional musical theater performer and I was actually doing well with it. And I got hit with a wonderful eating disorder. Woohoo! It's so fun. Yeah, I had a, an eating disorder in 2010. And it wasn't even for a whole year, fortunately. It was through laxatives. And it was a very, very dark time. A very dark time. And a big survivor job of mine was catering or doing some sort of food in between my gigs. And it was with that that whole thing, I realized I can't work with food. This is not going to be a healthy situation for me uh, at that time. Now, I think it'd be fine, but anyway. So my parents at that time, 2010, I was also turning 30. And go ahead, do the math. I'm not shy about my age. I'm actually proud of it. And they, they told me they were not happy with where my life was going. And I still have yet to hear somebody give a speech about, I'm so 
grateful for winning this Oscar. My parents never supported me, but I still managed. I love you guys. I know you support me now, but it was rocky. I'm waiting for that speech. I'm waiting for that speech because it is so hard to keep pushing if your parents don't support you. I'm not even talking about financial. I'm just talking about like, go you. Like, wow. Uh, so waiting I still I keep up with all the Oscars speeches all the Tony speeches and I'm still waiting for that speech to be like okay um I don't know maybe I'll pave the way with that <laughs> but um so with that discouragement significant discouragement I first started going to school for marketing because in the performing arts that's what you're doing already but then I learned that it's very dominated that field is dominated by men and I really wouldn't have my pick it's already hard enough to get the dream creative marketing job and so um, my parents were actually the ones pushing for physical therapy I went and observed I was like you know what they're moving around nothing's going to replace performing how I feel about that so I went to school and I mean I applied I applied it's not like I just hopped I was fortunate I was very fortunate. I know that now um, I got accepted everywhere I applied. Uh, I think that has to do more with my, my background and my age. That is a thing. Um, I would have a different perspective. My grades were, my grades were good. I think it was average for the GRE, but I think it was my story. Anyway, so I digress. So I went to school and it was when I started school, I thought that people who were talking about volunteering. I thought that was stupid. The APTA, for those who don't know, American Physical Therapy Association. I was like, okay, I joined because I had to, but I had no interest in that. That's, I just, I was more concerned about when do I share on Facebook that I'm going to physical therapy because I was very ashamed of it. I was very, very embarrassed about it publicly because in the performing arts, if you go on and do anything, that's failing, that's quitting. That's, that's a, it was a big fail. So I, and didn't matter that I was going to Columbia University and Ivy League school. That didn't matter. None of that mattered. And I only went to Columbia University because when I went to the interview, I felt like it was a safe place where I could speak about my love for the performing arts and that loss. It ended up not being, but that's a whole other story. But while I was there, I had a 180 degree transformation and <laughs> I, I created Fairy Tale Physical Therapy, which is a, a growing and soon to be very large service organization and and nonprofit, soon to be nonprofit, yes. And and from that now I'm very involved in speaking up for the APTA and I'm very, very gung-ho and I'm very passionate about it. So it still hasn't replaced performing. Performing still has a, a, a higher edge, but but it's pretty close my passion for it, which is amazing. So I'm, I'm very grateful to have that. And I think that all those things is why I'm here on this podcast right now. <laughs> for sure. And you have so much going on, Jenna. Yes. And you have like such a unique story. And I think that is so true. A lot of people don't realize like your diversity, not just ethnically, but like your age and your background, like your major does have a big impact on what schools you get into and if you get into school. 
So I think that's so important for people to hear and realize. It really does. I And I didn't realize that going in. I was, because my mom was worried, wart, you know, oh, you're, you know, be careful. It's so hard to get in. Da, da, da. And then I got into everything, which is great. Uh, I mean, one, I technically, no, two, I technically didn't get in because I didn't show up for the interviews, but I already knew at that point where I wanted to go. So I was just like, no, thanks. Um, and when I just, I turned them down anyway, but it was, it was, uh, it was a, a very lucky streamline of success with getting in. Now at the end of the day, I think that you can become a physical therapist, a great one, no matter where you go. So I don't, as much as I think I got a very good education at the school I attended, I would say that should be the last thing a person should worry about. Nobody gives a crap what school you go to, you went to when you're treating them. Nobody gives a crap. And if you want to have a niche where you're going to work with a dancer, if you want to, uh, you know, create an organization, then freaking start volunteering, build up that resume, you know, do some random community theater shows, use your imagination. You can build that resume to make yourself applicable, even if it is not a clinical that you get. There is always a way. Yeah, that's that's really great. And how long have you been in the performing arts? I'm getting I'm guessing it was like when you're really young. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forced my parents to sit and watch dance performances in the living room, especially when they had guests over. And these weren't choreographed. This was like I would turn choose music. And I would express myself. And these would go for very long periods of time. And I would keep track of my mom if she wasn't watching. And mom, watch! You know, <laughs> oh my God, the hell I put her through. And I wasn't in dance at first. So, and then mom signed me up. But uh, but yeah, that was uh, <laughs> definitely the obvious thing. I was a ballerina first, very intense. And uh, then transitioned to musical theater through injuries and one hardship yeah and so you kind of transitioned you made this huge transition that not a lot of people make which I mean I understand why because people do love theater so much and yours wasn't like quite by choice like you said what do you have going on in your PT world right now now that you're in it what are you up to Oh, for me, I'm so totally surrounding myself with the performing arts. That's what it is about. And so I graduated and I already had things going on for me, content, a regular content providing. I was providing regular content for people in the performing arts, free content online and on Facebook and in YouTube. And so I've been trying I've been actively putting together gradually a group that will be for musical theater performers. Now I say performing arts in general because musical theater crosses singing, acting, and dancing. Sometimes musical theater, you're also a performer who's playing an instrument <laughs> as well. Um, also, there's a different, I, I because I understand rehearsals, I understand the lifestyle in general for the performing arts. That's just where I put all my energy. I just love it. I love those conversations. I love going and giving lectures, free lectures on injury prevention. I love catering it to their requests on what they want me to cover. I love the relationships I form with these people so I can be there for them, which I think is absolutely incredible. Um, I feel very honored to be knowledgeable of somebody of, of what is going on with them, that secret that injury. 
and so with that I've been I have my own practice and that's where I love 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 working with them and then I also have fairy tale physical therapy in which I fairy tale physical therapy for those who don't know it's where we bring musical theater shows to children in hospitals and simultaneously teach choreography that's secretly composed of therapeutic exercises and it's as much as it is a service learning project it's also a, a, a sorry a service it's also a service learning project for physical therapy and physical therapist assistant students because they're the ones providing this this service now i want to say this out loud actually because i've been thinking about it and it's very very difficult to find pt and pta students that have the time and get the job done i'm learning that i'm not saying it's a closed door but as we work to grow what is that gonna sneeze i see you (laughs) Bless you. Again. Uh, all right. Keep that in there. Keep that in there. Because we'll get good luck from the sneeze. It'll be so great. So as FTPT, that's very tough physical therapy, as FTPT grows, we need people to volunteer. So if that continues to be a problem, there's a chance. It looks like there might be a good chance we expand to other people providing the service, which to me is really not ideal because I love that it's twofold with this with the kiddos in school but that's up to the students so I don't know that's where the board will have to figure that out but I'll bring that up in the discussion once we have a full board and it's I I, so I co-founded fairy tale physical therapy with my classmate Katie Schmidt wonderful person She's now no longer interested in seeing through this part of, of the expansion, but she's very, very, very essential to how it even came about her and I like working our tushes off. But now with expanding it, it is just me right now. So it is funny to say we, but I'm just so used to saying we, uh, and it will be a we again. So I'm looking forward to that <laughs> just because it's, it's what I'm taking on is huge. And also I can't be a, a, with a nonprofit organization. I, uh, I'm going to be a paid employee eventually. I'm, and also because I'm a founder, it's not in the organization's best interest for me to be on the board where they're not paid and to be a voting member because it can get in the way of the expansion. And as much as that's hard to let go, I see how that's important because they will make the hard decision of going, you know what, we haven't expanded because we're just limiting ourselves to the PT, PTA students. So that to me will be a big, big thing that they might need to be flexible flexible on in order to get it to hospitals throughout the u.s but um i don't remember your question (laughs) that's okay but that's okay that's okay as we all sit here in our pjs yeah yes for sure you couldn't tell but yeah oh yeah Yeah. oh yeah i just woke up (laughs) (laughs) so i was going to bring up a point and i don't know if a lot of pt programs have this but Uh, My program specifically, we have electives that we take when we have um, what we call a split semester. So we have seven weeks of clinic, which includes a special topics class once or twice a week. And there is one currently for performing arts. And uh, we actually had someone come in. I'll have to get her name, but she is a PT on Broadway. And she commutes from New York to North Carolina, I think almost every weekend, but that's definitely something um, which is good. 
And hopefully maybe we can bridge that gap because if they have a performing arts PT elective and we can talk about fairy tale PT, then plug you in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that she does that with the with traveling and working for people backstage. That's a hundred percent not my dream because it means I'm not able to perform. If I'm able to be at their show, it means I'm not able to be at my show. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I had to realize real fast. Actually, it wasn't had to. I realized real fast when deciphering my future as much as it's like, wow, look at that. And and I, I got to go backstage and experience and see what that's like. And uh, it's, it's putting out fires. It's not doing anything long-term and any long-term solution. I still think there's a place for it for sure is for these wonderful people, the performers. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not of interest to me. But that is super cool that you do have, I don't think I have an elective like that. I guess, I don't know. I'm not there yet, Gabby, <laughs> but like, I have to see if we can somehow get some people like, what is the best marketing thing that you found that works for fairy tale physical therapy? Like how you get people to do this? Cause it, it's free, right? Like you, they just yeah. volunteer. Well, what's, what's really, well, uh, it's twofold. One thing that I learned really fast, if I was going to compare my performing arts business compared to fairy tale physical therapy. So fairy tale physical therapy, I'm not asking for money. So it makes it easier an easier sell. But at the same time, what we're offering is absolutely incredible. When I just say the description of it, I've already sold the person. I have so much confidence in it. That's how amazing it is. That's that's why I knew making become a nonprofit organization, finding any, just anybody to be part of the board is very easy because of the description alone. Mm -hmm. It's very easy, but I do want to pick and choose because the growth of it is very important and the people need to understand and appreciate the mission. But, uh, but yeah, but that being said, that makes um, the marketing for fairy tale physical therapy much easier. Other people love their names being next to it, even on like a podcast or even with APTA. It is, it's, a, they love it. They love it. You know, this giving, it's all positive, 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 happy, happy, happy. So the marketing for fairy tale physical therapy is very easy. The person only needs to hear the description and that can be told in 10 seconds. So, and, and as long as I say that at the beginning of every single video, which now I'm saying, so I haven't done that. I've been going in a different order. I'm going to fix that. It really is an automatic sell. Um, that's the great thing with it. So with Veritale, I actually do the least marketing for it because it kind of doesn't need too much push because the PT community at large is already, as soon as you learn what it's described, they go, wow, that's great. I'm like, mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So um, I just do only one live video for that. Whereas for a week, where except for this week, this is this is vacation. So vacation is vacation. But for the performing arts, I actually do provide content three times a week uh, lives. And then for my advocacy, I do that twice a week right now. I reduced it down from three times to twice because I thought oh, I should do at least one video a week for fairy tale. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just doing, it's, it's, it does so well on its own. But marketing wise, the, are you guys interested in, in how I do it? Exactly what I do? marketing? Or, I guess my real question is how many students do you need like a month to 
kind of do this at different hospitals or how many students do you want a month or aim for? Okay, so it's a per, on a per school basis. So if they're at minimum, just one person leading it. This is a person that I'm in contact with. And uh, the hardest part right now, because we're not nonprofit yet, and I say that because because I'm not getting paid, I can't devote as much time as I would want to because then it becomes a full-time job. And then I'm like, ah, but I'm not working with my patients. So, um, so that's the hardest part. So you just need the one student where I'm communicating. I literally hand you everything you need. It even goes down to, it goes down to the exact written, pre-written email that you would send to a hospital to connect and, and get and be like for, to get them to go, okay, yes, we would love to have you. So the hardest part is finding the hospital, which literally it's emails or calls, worst case scenario, you show up, I end up going, okay, you got to go to the hospital. But the whole point is you're choosing a hospital that's near you. But once you get in there, I have the scripts. The scripts are 100% scalable, meaning the minimum amount of people would be two people performing, which is great. I have the music I don't have the costumes, but that you can literally take a t-shirt and a pen and write Simba on it. And there you go, you're Simba. And we, there's the surveys, that surveys are there, uh, a manual. I talk you through the manual. So as much as I can hand you the manual, I saw from experience working with Katie, that anytime I would just hand a manual to excited students, I would hear nothing from them. There are two exceptions to the rule out of all the students that I've sent the manual to. So really, if I, if I want to see it happen, I think that being there as a mentor is extremely crucial. Being there to be understanding, being there to check in at the minimum of once per week is very important. Right now, I'm, I'm in touch with 10 schools and of which last year, when I started doing this in the fall, I want to say October, when I started to formally add in more schools, uh, we've only had two schools do performances. One school did two, the other the school, and that was Columbia, which it's already pretty stable there. And another school is, um, didn't do one, but they're doing so much. So I count it as at least one because they're doing the research aspect as well as a school project. And they reopened the door, which seemed like a closed door with their hospital. So they, they, they're just doing so much. They're going above and beyond at this. That's why these, these students from Wisconsin were the um, students of the year for fairy tale physical therapy because they're just going they're doing so much and they're even creating videos of of the themselves in character in costume showing the choreography to be shared with the kids which is just wow so yeah it really doesn't take that many students at the end of the day but i don't have a, a surefire recipe to make it happen at these schools yet i'm hoping that it's just because opening the door with the hospital and they still haven't figured out oh they haven't responded or sometimes they get the response of from them you know what i'll send the email later which to me is a little crazy because i'm i'm a doer but i'm learning to be understanding but to me sending an email takes seconds and especially if you have a pre-written email i don't i personally don't understand but because i'm not the person of power who is that student who goes to that school it's out of my control and all i can do is be understanding and just be a, a friendly reminder right now but uh, overall short answer not many. 
scalable. But you don't need that many students um, to be able to go. Yeah, you don't. You just need to. Because think about it. For Lion King, the bare minimum that you need to tell the story, Simba and Scar, Frozen, the bare minimum you need, Elsa and Anna. (laughs) You know, um, what's one that was harder? Uh, Oh, for Aladdin, the bare minimum, Jafar and Aladdin. So yeah, very, very, very flexible, a lot of these. And we've had girls play guys parts. Doesn't matter. You're telling the story. You just need to be enthusiastic. I played the genie one time. I played Lumiere another time. And I got to be a girl when I played Elsa, so that was nice. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it it really, it's um, not limited at all. And and regarding the singing aspect, if you look at the Lion King, mm-hmm. you can shout, I'm gonna be a mighty king, so my enemies beware. Like we sing that when we we're kids, you don't need to be a singer for that. You just need to be enthusiastic and just sing. The kids are gonna still wanna sing the song with you. They don't care that if you're like, ooh, they don't care, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think a lot of people would be interested in doing it. I feel, I don't know, with students and bringing joy to kids, that's something um, that a lot of people, you know, would want to do. And uh, I think, you know, once it grows and gets to more schools, then it's just going to, it's going to get so far. It's one of those things that I, I think just for anything, the more hype anything has, the more students will want to be involved mm-hmm. with it. And that's where nonprofit comes in once again, because then we'll have the funding and I could pay for those ads, you know, a little bit, you know, and spread it more. But um, yeah, the more schools, you are absolutely right. The more mm-hmm. schools, the more schools will be able to get. So you guys should bring it to your school. What's your school? I'm at Slippery Rock University in Pennsylvania. So I'm like an hour north of Pittsburgh. Why haven't we hung out, Sarah? You're an hour from me? Are you in Pittsburgh? I'm in Pittsburgh right now. What? Well, I'm not in Pittsburgh now. I'm in Ohio for the holidays. Ah, oh, dude. Oh, it's like so peace. Oh my God. I, I, just, got, in I just got so excited. I was like, <gasps> like, give me an hour. I'll be there. We're hanging out today. Oh, like in between Pittsburgh and Slippery Rock all the time. Oh my God. Okay. Well, definitely. Um, I want to connect with you. I don't have a student. I don't have a slippery rock student. So hey. I'm going to start with you, Sarah. And just even with initially finding someone, what about you, Gabby? Have I? Yes. We were talking about it. That's when I first started PT school. I'm at High Point <laughs> University. And I remember at the time I was like, Jenna, I don't know if I can do this. I just started. <laughs> so oh. now that I um, have everything under you know, I'm done with two semesters. I go to clinic next semester, so it's a little easier. Then I can uh, definitely talk to the person in charge. And there's a hospital. There's one nearby, but I think the best for where I am in the area would probably be Greensboro or Duke, because I think Duke has a children's hospital. She's a pediatric um, PT, and she is in touch with a lot of the hospitals. Um, She worked at, I think, Duke Hospital in the, I think they have a children's hospital, but yeah, I'll have to look more into that when I get back and talk to her about it. Oh, yep. I'm putting you guys on my list. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my roommate actually, so Gabby met Kelsey. We interviewed Kelsey like for the fourth episode or whatever for, because she moved from California out to Pennsylvania and um, oh, okay. she loves pediatrics. And when I told her about fairy tale, 
that I was interviewing you, she was like fangirling a little bit. She was like, yeah. what? You're interviewing fairy tale PT? I was like, yeah, you want to do it? She's so in. She so wants to do it. Nice. Yeah. What's so great with fairy tale physical therapy is it's both good for the pediatric and it's also good for dance PT yeah. as well yeah. um, who want that. Um, uh, and honestly, it's a great way for any student to just go, oh, right, this is why I'm doing this. It's like such a wonderful escape and reminder when it's when it's rough, when it's rough. I'm literally adding you guys to my list right now. Good. Oh, Yay. <laughs> and so like, be hearing from me. <laughs> good. If you, so say someone out there is listening to this and they want to get their school involved with fairy tale physical therapy. Um, after that you email them, do you recommend they send it to like the head of the department or like, what is that process? I do it one by one. So that <laughs> way each thing, you know, is it, so it's not like, whoa, yeah. I, I've already said that though. But, um, so what I will do is I'll be in contact with you during Facebook, Facebook messenger, instant messenger, or even text, you know, some sort of like more direct because you guys already get enough emails. I'm also personally not so strong with emails, working on it every day. I'm getting better with that. Uh, that that's what we would be doing is I would just, your, your first thing would be, finding a hospital near you. I usually say, look at your schedule and also, uh, you know, look at, find hospitals. That's the first thing I say, can you do that this week? As soon as they get that done, even if it's in that same week, I'll ask them if they are able to take on something else. And then I have them actually email. And that's where we usually get a big halt is when I ask them about emailing. At least I know. So if you want to get in contact with me, I'm sure we'll be talking about this at the end as well. But if you want to get in contact with me, honestly, you can even call me. Uh, so that is 917-749-8744. Uh, you can email me, Jenna, J-E-N-N-A-F, Cantor, K-A-N-T-O-R at yahoo.com. The best way to reach me is become my friend on Facebook. I, as soon as I see that we have friends in common and it has to do with P PT, Jenna Cantor, I'm easy to find. I will accept your friend request. <laughs> Absolutely, automatically. I'm like, oh, physical therapy, yes. And, and then we will go from there, which is great. Awesome. So uh, I guess going back to being a student, what advice would you give for current students or a lesson that you learned going through school? Oh, yeah. Don't let anybody stop you from, don't let anybody stop you. Anybody, nobody. I do not care if it's a teacher. I do not care if it's a close friend. Do not anybody stop you from going towards your dreams, what you're starting to imagine, how you want your life to be. If you feel like it's not a safe, a safe, uh, atmosphere to expose that you're unhappy or you're not content don't open up there don't find a community where it's safe for you to be you fully to say this is what i want or i'm missing performing i miss it i miss it every day i'm going through depression right now because i'm sad about that that's okay i want to do cash pt you know and i see that all my teachers are against it and think it's you know going against treatment and treatment then don't talk about it to them don't even tell them they don't even know who cares? They're not going to be with you in your life. Find the group that's going to support what you want in your life. Don't rely on people just because they're of a position where you think you're supposed to rely on them. If they don't have experience in that niche, then their opinion does not matter. 
you know, and if they, even if they do, because I have to, I've run into the naysayers in the performing arts community. <laughs> I'm saying community with, with like fingers, you know, that's those sarcastic because there's some, as in anything, there's always going to be the jerks, you know, and sorry, not sorry, but if they're going to make you feel awful for what you want in your life to make you happy, then yeah, they're a jerk. And the same goes for that person too. If someone makes them feel awful, like, yeah, then I would be a jerk to them if I made them feel awful. you got to surround yourself with love and support. That's what this is about. We're not here to compete with each other. We still don't even have enough physical therapists in the United States to treat all the people in the world. We're, we're really understaffed. It's bad. There is no such thing as competition because we don't have enough of us. We need to lift each other up. It's a waste, 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 waste of time to compete. So yeah, so if you're going to be seeking out any sort of support, pick and choose and, and, and run, run, don't walk, run away from the people that are going to be our naysayers. It's very obvious right away. That was gold. That was it. <laughs> it's so true though. I, I had that experience while I was in school and um, I tried to speak with teachers and the teachers would talk with each other. So I never had a private conversation while I was there. That was very distraught. Uh, that really sucked. I remember one time I accidentally, and it's unfortunate to say this, but I accidentally cried in front of a teacher and I, and I, and, and I was opening up. So that's fine. It's fine that I cried, but I knew that it was going to be discussed and so that sucked, you know, and that was a private moment that I was having with this individual. It was up to me to share that. Um, and so, uh, you know, anytime I opened up to a teacher or told a teacher what was going on, like at first I didn't see it, but then the longer I was there, the more I saw it as a mistake because um, I knew it was an opportunity for them to look down on me in some way um, or, you know, oh, we got to intervene with Jenna. This is where she wants her life to go. I didn't, I actually didn't open up on a lot of what my plans were there. I was like, nope not going to do it because I didn't, I didn't, I was, I felt like I was too delicate. I, I didn't want to hear any of that naysaying. I didn't want to. I was like, no, it's my life, not yours. It's my happiness, you know? So uh, unfortunately I still did get affected during it. I can't say that I was like all that strong and immune. I was, I was very hurt by um, the lack of author authoritative community provided um, to people pursuing their dream life. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.